Good morning, welcome back to day 16 of the Stars Lockdown Conversation Podcast. So we're going to be chatting to you every day throughout lockdown about your lockdown experiences. And today I am chatting to Eddie Andrew, director of the family run Our Cow Molly. Eddie, your ice cream is amazing, let me just say that up front. Thank you very much. <laughs> How are you doing? How are you finding lockdown this time around? Um, it's not it's not the same as the first time. Uh, yeah. A lot of the cafes that we delivered to um, didn't close this time, whereas the first time they all shut all at once. So that's made it slightly easier. It does make a big difference, doesn't it? I know what you mean. It doesn't have that same feel. I mean, I think part of it for me is that my, my daughter's still going to school, so that makes everything feel a bit more normal. But you're right. I think we're all coping better this time. So I'd, I'd love to go back to March uh, with you and find out a little bit about how you guys were doing at that period. As we said, you are a family-run business, very well-known Sheffield family-run business. Um, you supply milk, you supply ice cream. Um, how did that whole period, March, and the, the lead into lockdown, what was happening at your end? We're quite lucky that there's quite a lot of different aspects to our business. So um, we've got about a 1,000 milk customers that we deliver milk to their doorsteps. Uh, we've then about 150 uh, places in the city centre, cafes, restaurants, universities that we deliver milk to. Um, and then we've obviously got our own shop on the farm. Um, so the doorstep milk delivery, because overnight everybody was told not to go to work and stay at home. Yeah. So then everybody was drinking teas and coffees at home and they all wanted more milk. So that <laughs> jumped up. And then the people, people then at that point decided, oh, well, I don't want to go to the supermarket. If I'm staying at home, I'll get a milkman. So the, we were getting about 50 calls a day for people that just wanted their milk delivering. Wow. So, 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 so that was a, a massive jump. Um, the, obviously, the universities and, and the cafes and everything, overnight, they said, well, sure, we don't, don't want any more milk. Um, so then we got a massive glut of milk to, to kind of think, right, we need to do something with that. Um, so some of the extra went on the milk round. Um, and then we were quite lucky that because we, are, we have such a short supply chain, we supply milk into Co-op Supermarket and Morrison's in Sheffield. They really struggled getting any milk from anybody else. So they were just bringing us up and saying, please send as much milk as you possibly can because our, our main suppliers just can't cope. And, and I think the problem was that to say if you've got half a million people in Sheffield, if they all say, oh, we're staying at home, we, we all need a litre extra, that's a half a million litres of milk extra overnight, um, which is, which is a, a massive challenge for any supply chain to be able to cope with. Um, and the problem is because the supermarkets get their milk from a distributor who gets it from a processor, who gets it from a farmer, um, you've got three or four days before they actually start to see extra demand coming through, yeah. by which point the shelves are empty which causes the customers to panic buy. So instead of buying one extra litre, they buy two extra litres, which exacerbates the whole supply chain suffering. Um, so, I mean, we saw about a fortnight of, of milk in the major supermarkets, just nothing on the shelves. And the, the Morrison's Hillsborough asked us to deliver 3,000 litres of milk one day. So, so we did the very best we could. 
reallocating milk that would have gone to cafes and the university. Um, so we, we kind of helped him out as much as we could. But I think it really highlighted just just how what a problem these real long supply chains are um, and how many and the links in the supply chain all have a small delay. We've really seen that, haven't we? We've really seen um, independence. It's kind of, um, they've really come through during the pandemic. As you say, a lot of people are avoiding the big supermarkets and they were, were calling the local milkmen, they were calling independents like yourself. So in some ways, I imagine business was, was booming. Yeah, yeah. So, so, we, were, so we, were, we were really busy in that aspect, kind of swapping the milk around and moving it about. And then our, our farm shop, um, I mean, traditionally, we're probably more of an ice cream parlor where people come up and we do have preserves and honey and, and meats and eggs and potatoes, but, but people would probably associate us more with coming up for an ice cream cone. Yeah. So we, we shut the ice cream kind of serving part of it and just went, went into kind of more of a farm shop. And we were able to call on our neighbor, Sheffield Honey, that's down the lane from the farm to bring us extra honey and Moss Valley fine meats to bring us more sausages because we were dealing direct with the farmers um, and we could get supplies in straight away as much as we wanted. So, so then, um, and then because people were staying at home, we then sort of teamed up on, on probably the day one of the lockdown with city taxis to, to sort of say to people, if you're staying at home, let us know what you want and we'll send everything in a taxi straight to your door. And we quickly got up to around about 60 taxis a day. And, and, and we were the equivalent staff to like what we would have in the summer at the ice cream parlor, running around, putting food in bags, getting it ready for taxis to pick it up. Wow. So, I mean, I, and I suppose it's kind of really the way that we are. It's like, right, we've got a challenge. How can we kind of overcome this? I mean, I'm sure we could have just said, we're an ice cream parlor. We furlough all the staff, we shut our doors. But it's, it, it, and it's interesting to have, have watched of all the customers we supply across Sheffield, some of them just kind of thought, right, how can we do our normal, what we're doing differently? And they've absolutely thrived all the way through. I mean, we've got some little cafes that never ever closed that are shifting phenomenal amounts of milk and they've kept that loyal customer base now. Um, and, they, they, and they've come out of, the sort of first and lockdown stronger than they ever were. Um, whereas some cafes just kind of, it was more appropriate for them to shut the whole business. And then you've got to then try and build your trade back up. So it's been fascinating to see the different approach people have taken and, and kind of, and work, work with everybody. It has been a really amazing watching, as you say, these smaller companies, these cafes, these businesses, seeing how they've pivoted and how they've um, sort of changed and redressed what they've done. It, it has been an amazing, a fascinating time, obviously difficult for a lot of people um, and difficult for a lot of businesses. But at the same time, as I said, it, we've really seen this, um, this popularity of the, the independents finally getting kind of some of the recognition and more of the business that they deserve. Have you, have you, do you think it's calmed down at all now? Are you seeing, you know, after that initial panic of, oh, we need a milkman, we need to be ordering, you know, an extra couple of litres a week, has it all died down a bit or are people still are people still turning to you in this lockdown i mean certainly all the extra milk the doorstep milk customers that we picked up they've all stayed with us all of them because i mean i'm guessing that you know there's, there's a big difference between getting your milk delivered direct from the farm in terms of freshness and the taste of the milk 
and sort of the convenience you open your door is there you don't have to think oh we've got to go to the supermarket twice a week to pick milk up even if we don't need other things so we so we've continued and kept all those milk customers and it's been the city grabs being kind of strange as soon as people could start to come out again and and shop you know in person we've started to see more and more people come up to the farm i mean apart we are we're allowing a single bubble of kind of family or, or people in the shop at a time and then we've got a, a, an in lane and an out lane for the farm all roped off so it's dead easy it's kind of you can come and do what you were doing without having to think too much about which lane should I be in, where should I be. We've, we've tried yeah. to make it really easy. Um, and, and, and sort of, we went, we went and, and most of the visit, bar being actually in the shop, you're outside when you come up to us, you're, you're outside in the yard, you're outside in the fresh air, which is then the, the lowest possible risk. So you're, it's not like when you're in a supermarket, you're in, you're in that building doing everything. So I think, I think that's probably been a bit of a win for us that people can go in, nip in the shop, come out, and, 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 it's, and we've made it really, really easy. So we, we then started to see, especially when we had the, the better weather, that lots of people were coming up to the farm then. So then some people reverted back to City Grab uh, and just getting it delivered to their door. Because uh, I think it was, they had an offer on for a while that it was like 99p for the first three miles. And it's sort of, if you live that close to the farm and you can have it dropped off at your doorstep, you know, it, it's, why wouldn't you? So, so yeah, so, so it's, it, so then, and then the stage we're up to now is there's a bit of a mixture. Some people are coming up, some people are using City Grab. Um, we're sort of doing everything. Um, tomorrow, the first one of our vending machines arrives for our vending machine shop. Um, so that's a kind of completely human contactless shop where you can buy your milk and eggs and meat and everything from a, from a vending machine. And that's in the car park of the farm. So that's kind of something we've been doing the last month. This is uh, amazing. Just, I, so this yeah, is amazing, isn't it? I actually saw a video clip of this on, I think it was on your social media. And it's incredible. I mean, you actually, it's almost like a, a vending machine room you can walk into. Just talk us through how that works. Yeah, so, so, so the plan will be, as I say, the, the fridge vending machine arrives tomorrow and then perhaps the freezer vending machine that will dispense tubs uh, in the next fortnight or so. I mean, it, it's, it's a brand new machine that's come in from out of Europe. So it's all in euros. So the biggest challenge is they're trying to convert the software into pounds. Um, the, the machine itself works perfectly fine. Um, so so for, the, for the milk vending machine, you, you, you'll, it's a little bit like a traditional vending machine. You'll go in, press the buttons of whatever whatever choice you want but this one rather having the rather than having the old-fashioned kind of spiral that the crisps used to get stuck in it's all it's like the the whole bottom of, of of it moves like a tank track so the milk moves along on the tank track and then a little basket comes to meet the track and then lower the milk down gently um and it just dispenses each product like that and then the freezer one will do exactly the same you'll choose your tub you want and it'll dispense it into a little drawer and it'll lower it down and, and, and you can get it. So it should be really, really simple. It's all contactless. So Apple Pay, credit card, everything like that. So it's, uh, you know, there's, uh, it, it's designed to be made as easy as possible. Uh, but we're really, really looking forward to kind of seeing how it goes. There's lots of farmers that have been watching what we're doing because I think they're yeah. interested. And actually, it's a, it's a small container with a few vendors in. It's dead secure. 
and, and they don't need to have somebody manning it 24 hours a day or eight hours a day to, to serve people. It's just such a great idea. And I think it's sort of, you know, a tribute to, to the ingenuity and the creativity that we've seen uh, coming out of the pandemic, which is amazing. Um, so obviously we, we know that business was going really well for you throughout 2020, you know, thankfully. Um, what, what about personally? Because I mean, lockdown for a lot of people, there's a lot of feeling of disconnecting and young children at home who with the schools closed. Now, I realised that business was going really well, but you will still, with a family run business, I assume you still got a cohort of young kids who who couldn't be in school. Uh, did you ever have any kind of struggles or wobbles with the concept of lockdown? Or were you just too busy? I mean, I suppose in the actual kind of, my brother lives at one end of the farmyard and I live at the other. Uh, and, and I've got two children and, and Dan's got three. So, so yeah, so when all of a sudden you're, you've got five children on the farm uh, that need their, need their dinner and they need this and they need that, then it is, it is kind of, you know, disruptive because it's, whereas before you, you'd get up early, you'd load the vans, you're on to the next job, you've got to then sort of drink, right, well, they need to be doing this, what do they need to do? And so we, we tried to do a, a bit of schoolwork the best we could but it was mostly taken up by building tree houses for my son. Um, I, th I, think that, I think that every so often he'd come and demand, demand I made him something. He wanted a pallet splitter made so he could split the pallets up and use the wood for his tree house. Oh, brilliant. Um, oh, yeah. So there, there was load, loads of building and activities that got done. My daughter threw herself into the farming, so she became in charge of looking after the calves and feeding the calves. And then when she's gone back to school, she's continued to do that in an evening. Um, so it, it kind of, it, it, it kind of gave them the opportunity to be more involved in the farm or perhaps do something completely different that they wouldn't do in school. I think that's great, isn't it? Getting to see firsthand what it is that you do in the family business and, and some of the inner workings of it. Because I know it is, it's so hard when you're working full time to squeeze in all that schoolwork that was coming home. But you're right. I think some of the life lessons that kids took away from this year probably isn't such a bad thing. I mean, I think I'm not sure that our children really realised how difficult it was for a lot of people because, you know, it's kind of, you know, we've got more than a house and a garden, you know, we've got the yard and there's the cows and the fields and, and it's, they've got so much more space. And none of that space was kind of restricted to them like yeah. it was for, for many other children. So, um, you know, as, as much as I tried to kind of explain to them, you know, some people aren't going to be able to get out of the house if you've not got a garden. You know, it's, it's really, really tricky. Um, so I'm not quite sure that they felt it as much as perhaps some of their peers at school did. No, which of course is great. That's what we want, isn't it? I think it was very difficult for some children, but I think for a lot of children, they you know, parents managed to shield them from a lot of what was going on. And in your case, it sounds like they were having a great old time. I mean, I mean, they certainly missed, they missed their friends at school. Yeah. Um, and there was various attempts of video chats and stuff like that. But it's not quite the same as playing with your mates, trying to chat to them on a video. It, it, was, it, was, it was really kind of awkward socially to, to sort of watch them try and learn how to talk to each other, you know, through a video. Uh, but I suppose it's it's just another another thing they've learned to do. It is. It's strange, isn't it? It takes you back to when you're sort of 15 and yet you used to have to actually call people up and speak to them on the phone. And uh, yeah, a strange old time, strange old time. But Eddie, it sounds like um, it's not been too bad a year for you guys. You've had to do an awful lot of pivoting, an awful lot of reworking and 
finding different ways to do what you do um and in some ways you know do what you do even bigger even better and for more for more people in the city of sheffield so just finally what what's 2021 looking like for you are you obviously you've come a long way in a year a lot has changed will you be carrying a lot of those processes through to the next year um i think it depends really um you know what what the customers want to do i mean you know, we'll we'll continue keeping the the city grab machine plugged in to pick up orders as long as anybody's keen to to put an order in and, and get a delivery. Um, I mean, the the vending machine shop and the, and the, when we get it all completely up and running and finished, you know, that's that's here for good, really, uh, mm. because in the summer when we're quite often busy, or if we get back to that, where people are queuing for an ice cream cone. This just gives an option that people can go in and just grab a tub for tea or some some milk without actually having to go right into the shop. So it's it's going to be a kind of a bit of a shortcut, really. I don't imagine that the milk round will, will particularly change. That's that's a fairly kind of stable part of the business. I mean, I suppose the kind of going in from the end of this year into 2021, certainly the beginning of 2021, is the is the trickiest bit for us is is, is the pantomime it's it's such a a massive part of of the the year's work um supplying the ice cream for the pantomime i mean we we are we we commit to deliver to the to the lyceum and the crucible around christmas and new year every, every single day except for christmas day we're yeah. there christmas eve we're there boxing day getting the freezers filled with ice cream um and although it's hopefully going to go ahead this year, albeit a really small scale, mm. it, it usually represents, you know, two days out of five uh, for the staff's work. Um, so, so presuming that we're not going to be anything like as busy as we are, the, the last month or so, we've really kind of ramped up uh, making ice cream in tubs for people to take home. So we've done salted caramel, we've done bounty, uh, there's crunchy, and then we're doing like, we're just starting to do the Christmas ones to kind of, a lot of the time we have quite a limited range of what people can take home in a family-sized tub. Yeah. But this year we've just absolutely gone for it and just done so many new flavours. Um, and, that, and that's been great because it's kind of, one, it's, it's given something, people something special that usually they can't have in any other year. They don't get to have these fantastic new flavours. Um, I suppose we're quite awkward in the fact that we stick to fairly regular flavours just because less flavours is, is easier for us because the more we have, the more we've got to store. Um, but I think this year we've took exception and just said, you know what, we, we need to kind of up our game and do something a bit special to, because it's, people love a bit of ice cream. You know, if it's a little bit of a treat, it kind of takes you out of the moment. And then we're, we're kind of pleased that we could do that. Oh, it sounds great. I'm really looking forward to the Christmas flavours. There are always some fantastic ones. So, uh, yeah, we hope it's an absolutely brilliant Christmas for you all. Um, and we hope to uh, chat to you next year and see how you're getting on. But thank you so much for coming in and having a, a talk with us today. And I'm That's sure right. Thank you for having me on. We'll see you really soon, I'm sure. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Eddie. Bye.